0: What's up you spooky bitches? What's your favorite scary movie? If you don't know where that line is from, then I am here to tell you. It is on Scream, and I'm going to be covering the Scream franchise for this episode. I did set a poll just to make sure I wanted to have it be between the Scream franchise or a dating horror story. You guys selected the Scream franchise that had more votes, so I decided to do this episode. And next weekend's episode will definitely be covering the dating horror story. And that's a doozy. Of course, that is also another quote from Scream. I'm such a nerd. But I did want to cover Scream only because Scream 5 did come out on January 14th. If you haven't watched it, please do so. I'm not going to be spoiling any Scream 5. Like, spoilers, of course, or anything. I want you guys to watch it for yourselves. If you do not watch it or you don't care to watch it, then, by all means, you may DM me and I can let you know who the killer is and what the motive was. I'm not going to say anything right now, even though as much as I want to, I'm not going to. But yeah, that's just not going to happen. So... I feel like it's just a great thing to do a screen franchise. I love the Scream franchise, to be completely honest. That is one of my all-time favorites. If someone were to ask me who is my favorite killer, like horror-related, then I will definitely say Ghostface. I love Ghostface because he doesn't have any like superpowers or anything like that. He is just someone under a mask, and he has some type of motive to kill someone, and that's basically it. And they're just really psychotic, you know? But, yeah, I cannot get enough of the Scream franchise. I love watching Screams 1 through 4, and I've watched it many times. Trust me, I am watching Scream 4 right now as I am recording this episode. I'm not kidding you. And it's towards the end where we see who the killer is. Um, I'm not—I'll probably kill that once I go over the recap and synopsis of each single one. I'm not going to go over a whole movie review because it's a lot. And I think they're just really quick to do. So with that being said, I did want to rate all the screams one through five. So of course, five will be included on my ranking. So let's just start with the main one, my top one, the one I enjoy watching. I I kid you not, once again, I watched this one three times this week. So, or yeah, this past week. So Scream, the original, the 1996 version is dear to my heart. I love that one so much and I will not get over how great it is. So that is my main one for sure. Top of the list. Second will definitely be Scream 4. I did not think that a sequel of a sequel of a sequel will do any basically well. I really went in with the intentions that it was not going to be great. And you know what, it blew my mind. I was really shocked at who the killer was. I could not tell who it was until like towards the end. I was like, okay, then maybe it's this person because I mean, everyone else died. And that would make sense. So Scream 4 definitely took the cake on that one. So it definitely deserves to be in second place for me. A lot of people were, I did did a poll again and some people were selecting Scream 1 and Scream 4 as their top. So you know what? I applaud you. So I definitely agree. The third one will actually be the newest one, the fifth one. And I'm not saying because I'm a nerd, like I'm a fucking slut for Ghostface. Um, I just really enjoyed it. I really had a great time watching it. I was not bored whatsoever. Of course, there was cheesy moments, but that's with every scream. They all have cheesy moments in every single one. It's supposed to be somewhat comedic, but yet horror and... I love that they tie both of those in together like this fits so well for this franchise. I don't think any other franchise can do that unless like your cabin in the woods, you know, I mean, that's comedic and horror at the same time. But so that would be the third one. And then, of course, fourth and fifth, I will have to definitely give the fourth one to stream two and the fifth one to scream three. So, Scream 3 was not the greatest in my book. Uh, you can probably say that, or anyone that loves the Scream franchises, I would probably say that Scream, they will probably say Scream 3 was the worst one out of the franchise. Um, again, if that was your favorite one, then hey, I mean, it was still cool to watch. I really enjoyed it. Never bored watching them. Of course, the motives get a little, like, wonky, and some of the kills are just like, eh, whatever, and like the character development is just not there for me. So there's certain ones where I just do not care for any of the characters. So I can say that for, of course, the first one I did care for characters, the second one somewhat did, third one not really, fourth one I definitely did, fifth one I definitely did. So two and three was just like, and to me with character wise, you know? So that's the rankings that I would give for Scream. And if you have a different opinion or the rankings of it, please let me know. You can definitely DM me on my Instagram or anywhere else that you can find me. I mean, if you have my number, you can totally text me what you think. So one of my friends, actually, we had the same ranking. He thought that the fourth and fifth should be somewhat tied. So I was basically agreeing with that. I would definitely just say fourth is better than the fifth, just in my opinion. So let's just go over the quick recaps of the movies. So for Scream 1, the basic synopsis is you have Sydney, so she is the main protagonist of the movie. And you have her boyfriend, Billy, their friend group, which is Stu, um, consists of Randy and then also Tatum. And then Tatum is the sister of Dewey, which is the deputy of the town. And then, of course, you know who Courtney Cox is. She plays Gail. She is the news reporter. Gail Weathers, or as TK calls her, Gail Hailstorm. <laughs> I was saying Gale of Rainfall. Or from, I don't know what the fuck we were talking about yesterday. But so that's just like the main people on screen. And it ends up, we end up finding out that a year ago, Sydney's mom, which is Marine Prescott, she was killed. She was raped and killed, and she ended up saying that it was a certain person. So he went behind bars. But then there's these killings happening, and that's where you see Drew, Bear- Drew Barrymore's death, which is very iconic. If you do not know that scene, you best go watch it. It is amazing. And fun fact: if you did not know, she was actually supposed to play Sydney but she turned that down and ended up wanting to do the intro for Scream. So she thought that that would be like a great like pull for people to go watch the movie because of course she was a rising star. So if you have main characters in it, like oh like there's like a great movie star in it, a great actress, we should go watch it and imagining just going to that and like the first eight minutes the main like who you thought was the main character just completely gets butchered and I think Scream played that very well knowing that anyone even if you're some famous individual you can literally get killed off in an instant in a movie which I really thought was super dope I would definitely do the same thing in my horror movie I would kill off basically everyone I will make you love someone so much you would get I don't know I feel like I'd give a character to everyone be like oh like they're so great don't get too don't get too clingy with them okay because they're gonna die in my movie at least so yeah they did really well with that anyway synopsis of it was basically Sydney's mom died they they she put the wrong person in prison because it turns out that Billy was the one that actually killed her mom because the mom was having an affair with the dad, with Billy's dad. And that basically tore Billy's dad and Billy's mom and made them divorce. So Billy's mom ended up leaving him and he had no contact with the mom at whatsoever so he was very fucking rageful for that and he hated sydney for that for his mom so that's why he killed the mom and he basically wanted to kill sydney and her dad as well did that happen definitely not of unfortunately certain people did die along the way r.i.p tatum she died in a garage Ugh, so sad that'd be me <laughs> i died in the fucking garage like thinking that no one's really gonna kill me but then they fucking kill me so yeah, th- that movie was amazing. Scream 2 basically was like a revenge flick. So this one actually dealt with Mrs. Loomis, so which is Billy's mom. She wants to seek revenge on Sydney for killing Billy. And that's basically what happened. She is the main killer. There is a second person, of course. There's usually always a second killer. And for this one was just, like, a theater college kid that was a part of their friend group. And he wanted to become, like, this major, like, serial killer person. So, like, his, her his like, viewpoint of it was, like, I want to get stardom out of this. And that's basically it. But Mrs. Loomis was like, this is just, like, all for revenge. And that's basically it. And then she literally caps her partner, basically. So no one no fucks given by miss loomis the third one was dealing with uh so they did like the stab movies and everything and sydney was on this set for stab and basically there is like a copycat killer but it ends up being one of the which is basically Sydney's half brother. His name's Roman. He is a part of like the stab movies too. So he wants to kill Sydney. He wants to seek revenge as well because he feels that Sydney got all this limelight shined on her, and there he has no attention whatsoever. So he's just like some jealous bitch. So the third one was just like whatever. Didn't really care for it. And the fourth one was a really like cool twist on everything, because now you have technology dealt with it, and they're recording all their killings, things like that. You really don't know who the killer is until the end, and it ends up being the fucking psychotic cousin of Sydney, because she realizes that Sydney had all this fame and everything, like, all the attention towards her after all the killings and everything like that. And Jill, which is played by Emma Roberts, she... Her character wants that as well. She wants to be the sole survivor. She wants to be the final girl. And she wants all the attention on her. Which, by all means, like the fuck? She could have just made a fucking YouTube video. And just start with that. And see where it takes her. But definitely killing someone is not the way to go, you know? And the fifth one. Not gonna tell you the motive of that. Because I don't want to spoil anything. And I will... Yeah, I'm... See, I want to talk about it, but then I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm not going to spoil anything. The fifth one, what I will say was that don't, what you can really think is, really, if you know who it is, you're probably right, but again, don't trust everything. So you got to really put into perspective, like, who the fuck is this person that's killing everyone? So... If you already watched the fifth one, please let me know. I want to go into depth with it because I thought it was super dope. Motive-wise, I have questions on that. Critiques, of course. Um, The killing-wise, critiques as well. But, I mean, it's a movie, of course, you know? But it was cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, The people that died in there, I do have critiques as well. And, like, who they chose, things like that. So I want to talk more about it. Maybe I will definitely do another episode revisiting this, but just talking strictly on screen five. Maybe I'll do that after the dating horror story one. I just want to get people some time to actually watch it. But again, if you don't want to watch it, you just want to know who the killer is, then I can totally give you a synopsis of it really fast. So don't mind, I can do it, trust me. So that was just a quick recap on the movies, like the synopsis, things like that. Motive wise, I'm just going to rank who I think had the best motive and who I think what one of my other friends, Angel, he said who had the most reasoning to have people scream, which is super dope that he said that. So I'm definitely using that. Thanks, Angel. I appreciate it. If you're listening to this, um, I would definitely say who I thought had the most reason to make someone scream would probably be Mrs. Loomis. Only because she just wanted to have revenge on her son because Sydney killed him. That it makes more sense because it's like a revenge type flick for that one. And I really don't see like any of the other motives because Sydney literally calls Billy a fucking pansy mama's boy, which is completely true. And his motive like to kill Sydney, because his dad didn't want to put his dick away and he wanted to put it in Maureen Prescott's vag. You feel me? It's like, that's not like if that was me and like someone was like doing that, I'm like, bro, like I had nothing to do with it. The fuck? Like, why do you want to kill me? You're like, I, that is not my life. I'm sorry. I cannot control this other individual. So you can control your dad. You feel me? But, I I can see why he wanted to do that because they broke up his family and he wanted to just continue that. and just wanted to kill them off kind of really fucked up to be honest. And so th- that would be the second one to me. The third one I would probably say would be the half brother. And I get that because he was nowhere to be found. Like he has no attention on him and I guess that gives some type of reasoning like oh like my sibling is getting more of this and not me like i'm just like a piece of shit you feel me so his motive was still kind of stupid to me but i have to rank it anyway fourth one would definitely be the psychotic cousin because just make a fucking channel make a youtube channel make a podcast make something that will probably help you build yourself up and not have to kill someone you don't have to record someone to kill someone and like things like that you feel me And her motive was just its very selfish, to be completely honest. She just wanted to be the limelight of everything. Did she get the attention? Yeah, she's getting the attention, but now she's getting the attention of she is the killer and that's what she wanted. So she is infamous, not famous. And I wouldn't want that. So that, that was just my ranking on the movies, the motive. And we can definitely jump into one of my favorite parts, of course, which would be the kills. I'm not going to go through all of them. I want to just mention two of like my honorable mentions because I think they're so great. The first one, of course, is definitely the iconic Drew Barrymore. She has this opening scene and it is just so well known to the point that people will literally dress up as her and i mean my friend maritza she dressed up as casey becker which is drew barrymore's character and i even dressed up as the boyfriend which is steve so we have a picture together i'm going to probably post it again because it's such a cute picture and that is such an iconic moment for me i it's just so memorable like everyone knows that scene and it's crazy because it's literally just eight minutes. But once you think of Scream, I feel like the first person that doesn't that pops into your head is not really Sydney. It's Drew Barrymore's character, like how she just dies so quickly. And the second one, what I would definitely say would be in the fourth one, the fourth movie, where one of like the hot friends, she goes to her house and she's home alone, and the then Ghostface calls uh, Kirby and fucking, I forgot, Jill's, Jill, they're together, and basically saying that, oh, I'm in the closet, but she, he, the ghost face ends up being in the friend's closet, and basically butchers her and stuff, so that scene was very extreme, for sure, and you know me, I am a very, I'm a sucker for, like, big kills, so I was super invested in that movie, it was super dope, even, like, the beginning ones, like, in Scream 4, like, you would think that, because it's the opening where Ghostface is gonna kill like the characters, but I like how they did like the stab movies first and then like the actual one, and then it went on for there. So that was pretty dope. So those are my two favorite kills on that at least. And I did have a question that was given to me in regards to if I would be Ghostface or if I would be a survivor. And I was like thinking long and hard about it. And I definitely know for a fact I will not be Ghostface. There's no way I could be Ghostface. And even though I know how I would probably maneuver and not die, I still, and this is just me thinking, if I was in a screen movie, would I want to go throughout the whole movie or would I want to have like a really big scene? Like, kind of like, there's no way I can outperform Drew Barrymore scene. Of course, definitely never. I can never do that. But I would want to have a similar scene, just like that. And I feel they never done one because they never done one with a guy in the beginning, unless it was um fucking Cotton. So, which is really, I feel like, doesn't really count. But yeah, I. Really would want to be the intro one. If not, then I would definitely want to survive. Kind of be like a Randy type thing. Um, Like the horror buff. Like a horror nerd. And try my best to like make rules. Knowing how to outsmart the killer. Because if you really think about it, Ghostface is really fucking clumsy. He does not know what he's doing. He or she. And they are very clumsy. They're not that smart. They're not that bright. They don't really think things through, and I feel like they're very, they're, like, stronger than weak at the same time. It's, like, it's just a regular person, you know? So, like, that's what I really enjoy about Ghostface. That's why he's my favorite, and it's just, like, anyone under the mask is just a regular-ass person. Yeah, of course, like, you have the, like, the last scare, you know, where they're not really dead, and they're pretending to be dead, and then they come back alive, but then they end up dying anyway. So you will not see me as Ghostface, okay? Because I will probably get away with it. Um, Yeah, so, because Ghostface always dies. And that ain't gonna be me. So, yeah, it's either gonna be me wanting to be a victim in the very, very beginning, try to have, like, a super cool opening. If not, then I would definitely want to be a survivor because I feel like I'm pretty fucking smart. And I would try to, try my best to survive. If not, then I've just, Okay, I mean, if I get caught, then I get caught and I fucking die, you know? So yeah, that that is what I would possibly do. That would be like my list of things, but definitely not Ghostface. I can't do it. I'll dress up as him, but then probably die as him, even though I'm not him, if that made sense. But the last thing I did want to go over, which I really do enjoy for the movies, they actually make rules for the movies, like how you should survive a horror movie. And it's super interesting to know that it changes with every time frame. So, of course, in the 90s, you would see well 80s and 90s. It's all about like sex, drugs, things like that. And then the virgin is the one that lives, you know. So with every scream, there are different rules. Because again, once you're in a different time frame, things start to change, you know. So it's like the first one, you may not survive if you have sex. So you have to definitely be a virgin. And you may not survive if you drink or do drugs. So that was a big thing during that time frame. Still is pretty much a big thing. And the last one for that rule was that you may not survive the movie if you say, I'll be right back, hello, or who's there. So those are like those iconic slogans. So if you have a friend that is going to go get a beer, like Tatum, and they're like, I'll be right back. They're not going to come back. They're not because they are going to get slaughtered. So those are the rules for Scream 1. Scream 2 had rules as well, but they weren't, I really wouldn't even consider them rules. So basically, Randy was just saying that um, the kills would be much bigger, like the kill counts are going to be much higher and never, ever underestimate like the killer, like they're never going to be dead. So they're going to come back. So that is a like a recap of like the first one where he says, oh, this is a part where they're going to have one last scare. So and then Billy basically wakes up and then Sydney shoots him in the fucking head. So same thing. Second kill. Um, the second movie was almost the same roles. The third one. This is where Randy is actually already dead, unfortunately, because he dies in the second one. But he, they find a VHS of him and they play it and say that the third, like to survive a trilogy, you basically have to. Um, kill the killer, like make sure he's decapitated or like chronologically freeze his head, blow him up, things like that, because he's going to be superhuman. And anyone, including the main character, can die in this one. So that means Sydney can die as well. I mean, does she die? Definitely not. But for the fourth one, though, the rules for the fourth one definitely change because you're making a big leap from 1996 to 2011. Sorry, in 2011... What you have, because one of the rules that stood out to me the most, it says if you want to survive in a modern day horror movie, you pretty much have to be gay. So if you are gay and scream for, then you're possibly going to survive. It definitely showcases this because there's one character, he's like the nerdy, like videographer person, he's getting stabbed and he's like, wait, you can't kill me because I'm gay. But he was clearly kidding, like he's not gay. So, I mean, Ghostface said gay rights and basically slaughtered him. And my side note for me, if you are a gay character in my movie, you're going to die. So no one's safe again. But the fifth one definitely changes all that. So in the fifth one, there is diff- I'm going to just go over the rules for the fifth one, at least because I'm not going to not do that. So the fifth one, Dewey is the one who quotes them. And like he says who the, ru- like what the rules are. So they, d- they definitely say never trust your love interest. The killer always has something to do with the past. The first victim always has a circle of friends that the killer is a part of, so all that is definitely true. Definitely, do not trust the love interest. Definitely, um, know that the killer always has something to do with the past. And this one, um, without giving any like clues or anything, all the characters in that group are related somehow. So, and they're related to past characters. So they're not related to Sydney or Dewey or um, Gail. So, I mean, that, you could just, like, throw that out. But they are definitely related to, like, past characters such as Randy. So I'll definitely say that one for sure. I'll definitely say Stu. I'm not going to say anything else. And it just, like, basically overlaps very well. So they did think of it very well. I do have my critiques, though, of what they could have done better. And, unfortunately, I'm not going to say that here because I will definitely spoil everything for you. And I'm not trying to do that. I really don't want to spoil anything for you guys. But, yeah, that's basically everything of Scream. I really love this fucking franchise. It is dear and close to my heart. I just got a Scream mask. I was trying to find one, again, because I know we had one when I was growing up. But I think my mom gave it to my cousins or something, and they probably lost it, which is probably fucked up. And I really wanted it back, so I just ordered one on Amazon. It's probably going to be really shitty, and not like the original, of course. But you know what? I just wanted it to have it. I was also thinking of doing an intro for this mo- for this movie, for this episode. But I couldn't find a voice recorder that sounded like Ghostface, or like an app, or anything like that. I do know TikTok is doing something where you can change the text to ghostface doesn't really sound that great but I will do like a real type thing and make one and just post it no matter what it's not going to be on the introduction for this episode of course because it's a little hard to do and I cannot make the voice I wish I could but I could not I was trying to practice and it just sounded so shitty so I was even thinking of like recording the recording if that makes sense but Yeah, I just couldn't. Um, Another thing, too, before I let everyone go, I just want to let you know that I snowboarded for the first time last week, and it hurt my fucking tailbone because I was trying to squat today, and it hurt like a motherfucker. It, like, hurt really bad, to be honest. I could not squat. I couldn't even squat the bar. That's how bad it hurt. And hopefully by next week I feel better. Um, But, yeah, that's basically it. I had to redo this because I didn't really like how the first one came out, and that's all i got for you guys again um next weekend i'm going to do a dating horror story i do want to have someone come on with it just so i can let them know my story and possibly have them tell you a dating horror story so just like one in one um what else the then after that i'll probably do a scream 5 recap and if you guys want to hear anything else i do know that people were commenting um there was someone commenting on my instagram saying to talk about like some Indian reservation, things like that. So I'm definitely gonna look into that. If you are listening, I'm definitely gonna research that. I wanna make sure that I have all my research down and be able to talk about it smoothly, not just be jumping back and forth. And I wanna cover a lot of stuff this year. I wanna try to get it as big as possible. You feel me? And hopefully it does happen. I just don't wanna work. You feel like <laughs> I just want to do well and I also want you guys to have like fun listening to me and if you want to like comment on anything please let me know I want to like get better of course and it's just fun to do it I was very nervous at first and then now it feels like very calm and collective for me you know like this podcast is definitely not going to be informative maybe it might be informative somewhere here and there but this is more just for me to talk And if you want to listen to me talk, if you want to feel as if someone is talking with you or like having a conversation, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to talk about myself in the room next to my Chuckies and have someone listen to me. But yeah, I mean, if you want to be on it too, by all means, please hit me up and we can totally do something together. I do love having people on and having people reach out to me, letting me know like, oh, like I would love to talk about this. Like, can we do that? And I will most, more than likely say yes, as long as it's nothing like ridiculously out there, you know, but other than that, I'm pretty much open and you don't even have to come over. It's, I have apps that will, I can send you something and then we'll like talk as a phone and it records everything. So see, you don't even have to waste gas. You just have to waste your breath. Um, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and stay tuned for the next one. Cause it's a doozy.